0: You are listening to the Boundless Vancouver Sermon Podcast Series. We pray you experience the deep life and wide love that God has for you today. Hi, I'm Jonathan Evans, and this message is entitled, Come and See, Go and Tell. It's based on the scripture in John's Gospel, chapter 20, verses 1 to 18. You might want to pause now and read it. Imagine next time you go out, If you ever go out again and you end up in a restaurant, it's now your favorite restaurant. It has everything. They have the most delicious food, efficient and friendly service, and great value. They even have those little extras, a free appetizer and bathrooms for only one person. Don't you just love those? You take some pictures. Not of the toilet, the food. And post them on your Instagram because everyone has to know about how great this restaurant is and how cool you are for discovering it. And what do you do the next time you're out with your friends? You tell them about this great restaurant they have to check out. Have you ever noticed how easy it is to talk about a few of these things? Here's my top five. Number one, food. We love to share recipes and restaurants, ice cream flavors, and brunch gatherings. Two, shows. What is worth binge-watching on Netflix? Three, dogs. We entered the dog world a year ago. It's easy to talk about vets, dog food, and dog personalities. And then, kids. What kids are doing, what fashions they're into, what marks they get. We like to talk about our kids and experiences. We love to share what hike we've taken, our favorite vacation spots, the fitness and exercise and diet regimes we're trying, or just what did you do this weekend? It seems harder to talk about spiritual experiences, doesn't it? Have you tried lately? I would sheepishly bring up things like, I'm a pastor. One time a person who found out I was a pastor just walked away. I used to think everyone out, was out to just get me as a Christian. But you know what? The large majority of my friends and family are really quite curious about all this Jesus stuff. What is it that you believe? Others are really touched that I've listened to their story and prayed for them. And one time I was so surprised by this story. You see, I was sitting in a gym and a mother uh, came and sat next to me. Our sons were playing basketball. And the conversation started, and of course it came to, well, what do you do? And I said, I'm a pastor. And she said, oh, you're a pastor? And she said, would you pray for my hand? And she had a, a problem with her tendon, and her finger would not straighten. And I just felt, oh, well, I guess I have to. Right here in the gym in front of her, about 100 people were there. And I, I felt like God say, hold on to her hand. And so I held onto her hand and I said about a one-minute prayer, pretty quick, but still went at it, really prayed that God would do something. And when I let go, her hand was straight. Miracles still do happen. You see, the world really is curious. And the gospel message about Jesus is hardwired into who we are and what we actually need in life. A new hope. A new life, grace, forgiveness, and a power from God to direct a life of worship. In this passage, the first Easter Sunday, there's enormous energy. Mary is the first evangelist. People are coming and going, telling friends, running and seeing. And once people check out the empty tomb for themselves, their first instinct is to go and tell. Come and see. Go and tell. Christians are good news people. They can't shut up about Jesus. Do you know about apologetics? It's the practice of answering questions about the things of God. What is the reason for your belief? How do you know it's true that Jesus rose from the dead, people may ask? But we live in a postmodern, post-Christian society now, one where the apologetic has shifted not many of my friends are asking for books or videos about Jesus. They want to know my experience. And in a world, it's tough to argue with experience. Today, you can't tell me I didn't drink fresh-pressed pr- coffee and gluten-free French toast with Eggs Benedict. I know I ate it. I experienced it. Other people saw me, and I'm here today, a living testimony to tell you I ate breakfast. And the fact is this, when we have a spiritual encounter with the risen Jesus Christ, we experience something in us. Other people can see that something happened. It may have changed our lives drastically, and it may be a slow process of surrender, generosity, and mission. Everybody ought to know that Jesus lives. And your life may be the only book your friends read about Jesus. Now that might seem like a lot of pressure, but the gospel isn't that Jesus picks perfect people. It's quite the contrary. Jesus came to save sinners, of whom I'm the worst. And when we share our stories of encountering the living Lord and the patience, friendship, and compassion he gives us, we make Him accessible to others. You can share the real work of the Holy Spirit in your life and what He's teaching you. Give a scripture that gives you wisdom or share the comfort and peace in your struggles that He provides. Tell your friends of the help that you receive in your church community. When you do that, you are a witness that Jesus is alive and present today. Jesus has millions of witnesses all over the world, billions Jesus is still inviting our friends and neighbors to be welcomed into his community of hope. This is the Easter message. Jesus was killed. He was in the grave Friday, Saturday, and on Sunday the third day, he rose from the dead by the love of the Father and the power of the Holy Spirit. People didn't expect that. It wasn't a conspiracy. Women can't fight Roman soldiers guarding a tomb. Nobody could have stolen that body. And when Jesus appeared, people encountered him in real, tangible ways, and they lived the rest of their lives, even facing death for this truth. Jesus is Lord. Jesus has risen from the dead, and he is Lord. Every knee will bow, and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. People for over 2,000 years have experienced this same thing and proclaim that Jesus is alive. So, this Sunday, this Easter Sunday, as our collective testimony, we're going to play the song, Because He Lives. And if this is your personal testimony, if you've experienced the risen Lord, I'll invite you to raise your hand during the song. This is your witness that you know Jesus is alive because you've experienced His love and grace in your heart, you have, like the first disciples, come and seen. And now you must go and tell. Perhaps this morning, if you can't raise your hand, take a look around and see those who testify that they have seen and realized Jesus is alive. And maybe for you, today is that first day that you can raise your hand. Today you can say, I'm a child of God. I do believe that Jesus is alive. And because he lives, I can face tomorrow. This is the most critical decision you can make. This is the choice that will change your life for eternity. Bless you. Thanks for listening to the Boundless Vancouver Sermon Podcast.